in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. Hello there, Peter. Hey, Robert. How are you? I am doing very well, and yourself? I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to do this. I'm excited. Are you excited about I this? Am. Yeah, yeah, I am too. This, this whole thing, we spent several episodes. We did. On Psalm 23. Right. And so I, I think that's just a, a great way to get started. It is. And we're going to go into another one of our Mount Rushmore's. Yeah, you know, the Mount Rushmore idea is, you know, four presidents carved in stone, uh, literally, a uh, lot of choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't added anyone to the to the mountain. I think they're kind of out of mountain there. But the, the concept is, you know, what are your go-to verses, the foundational verses that, that have kind of shaped your theology or, or encouraged your faith? And so we both had 23rd Psalm. Right. And uh, we both had a passage out of Romans. Yes, we did. And so today we're going to do uh, one of my Mount Rushmore's. Yeah. And I am really excited about this. Yeah, well, yeah, good. Share the verse. Okay, the verse is uh, Romans 8, uh, verse 1. And So here is the go-to verse. Are okay. you ready? It's Romans 8, 1. Mm-hmm. There is therefore no new condemnation for those who... Who are in Christ Jesus? Mm, that's good. So, the thing that I wanted us to do for the uh, Mount Rushmore series is discover why that was our verses. Okay, and I'm going to tell you why this is a Mount Rushmore verse because yeah. this is the one I chose. Right, and the reason I chose this verse is because I find such comfort mm. in knowing that there is no condemnation. In Christ Jesus, I, I'm I'm guilt free, right? And just thinking about that, and we're going to unpack this more, but just thinking about that is just the greatest gift I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gift of grace that, that God gives us. Yeah. There is no condemnation, right? Are you serious? Yeah. That, that what what a verse. Yeah. Now, when we think about um, Romans, and I hope we do a. A study on Romans. Oh, that'd be great. I think it'd be fantastic. But uh, chapters five, six, and seven, right? They're kind of those are the tough chapters of Romans, if I remember correctly. They are. You're right. He Paul does a great job. Sixteen chapters. Romans is really foundational for theology. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have Romans, I mean, Paul just puts so much in there. But those three chapters. He really talks about law and how the law condemns us, and he talks about what what sin does and that the the law of sin and how Christ has come, the the second Adam, to release us from that law. Right. And that's why in chapter 8, verse 1, he says, therefore, that therefore is talking about all this stuff he's already talked about. Uh, Because of that, we have no condemnation now. Yeah. And and that's... Romans eight one mm-hmm. is the turning point in the in the book. I think it is. I, I agree. I think that's why 
You know, Paul didn't write in chapter and verse. Oh, he didn't? No. He, he wrote a letter to the <laughs> Romans, he? yeah. But as they looked at it, I think you're, I agree. They, they saw this was a pivotal point. He's shifting his mm-hmm. attention from what he was talking about and saying, well, now, because of all that Christ has done. Right. And, and in fact, what he's saying is Jesus is condemning the law of sin. Right. So that we no longer feel condemned or are condemned. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That's yeah. exactly right. You're, you mentioned the therefore. Yeah. Um, whenever you see therefore, you ask yourself the question, why is it therefore? I do. And, and I've heard you say that out loud. I do. I say it <laughs> quite often. <laughs> and I think it's the point that, okay, here in 5, 6, and 7, mm-hmm. I've laid out everything about the law and about sin and now I'm going to turn that. Right. I'm going to show that this, therefore, is a turning point. I'm about to prove to you right. that Jesus is the Christ. Yeah. And, and we are no longer under condemnation. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just find it the most, one of the most reassuring verses in the Bible. Yeah, the other thing about a therefore, Robert, is, is if you just started in chapter 8, uh, you wouldn't understand the context of what Paul's talking about. You really need the background of those seven other chapters, most importantly, five, six, and seven, because Paul is making this huge pivot, and he's saying, because of all this that I've talked about, this is why it's, it's so important that we can stand uh, without condemnation. And I think we really need to understand what it means to be condemned, Right. You know, when when we're in a court of law, if if the judge, you know, hits the the gavel and says you're condemned to x amount of set, you know, a sentence in in prison, that's what it means. Right. And here it's saying you're no longer condemned. <laughs> that that is just incredible to me. Doesn't mean you're not guilty. Right. You're just not condemned. You're just not condemned for what you've done. Right. Uh, what a, what a huge huge and that's a huge difference. I didn't even think of that. It is, but uh, you're just not guilty. Now the key thing is, you know, read the rest of that verse for me. Okay, um, it says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, yeah. See, I think that in Christ Jesus is important. Oh, I've got some several notes on that. Okay, yeah. Was well, my thinking here before you get to that is. You know, there's a lot of people that are condemned, mm-hmm. and then they have fulfilled their obligation to the court system, and they they're, they're released, they're free, right? And so, really, they they've got a fork in the road, they've they've got a choice. What what path are they going to take? And so, the same thing is true for us as Christians. Uh, be, if we realize our sinfulness and we ask Jesus to forgive us of our sinfulness, Mm -hmm. and we stand no longer condemned because of what Christ has done, what are we going to do with that? Oh, yeah. And and I looked up just just wondering about this. How many prisoners who are released end up back in the prison system? Oh, I bet you there's a bunch. Well, the the number said that roughly 680,000 prisoners are released every year. Okay. And about two thirds find their way back into the prison. System. Is that right? I yeah. knew it was a, a high number, yeah. but I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, the question is as Christians, no longer condemned, do we continue to condemn ourselves? 
Do oh. we continue to, to live in sin? You know, although we've been forgiven and, and released, what, what's our mindset? What's our behavior? How do we posture ourselves? If we're no longer condemned, I would think that we would posture ourselves of trying to stay away from sin. Because God, God mentioned that. Sure. I mean, uh, Paul mentioned that. Yeah. That God forbid that we sin more. Exactly. That grace would abound. Yeah. Um, so I would think that we would stay away from sin as best as we possibly could. Now, we're not going to get away from it completely. It's impossible for us to, right. to do that. But the the part that that even though we are still sinful creatures in Christ, we are no longer condemned. Right. Because he took that condemnation on himself. Yeah. And that's why we have to be in Christ. Well, that, because you and I don't have the power. That's right. To to not live a condemned life because we are sinful creatures. That oh, no question. Now let me ask you this question. Yeah. Um, how many times does Paul use in Christ or in him in his letters? In all the letters that Paul wrote, oh, boy. I'm I'm going to go with 57. 166. Okay, I missed it. I was just off. <laughs> you missed it by that much. Yeah. I mean, not much at all. No, no, no. 166 times he either used the words in Christ mm-hmm. or in him yeah. or something of that nature. Right. And so I think it was important enough for, for Paul to try to get that message to us that we have to be in Christ. And... um so it's used, I said 166, I've got, actually got 164 times. Oh. So even I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's amazing that this in Christ is the, uh, is the reason that we don't have condemnation. And when you think of the flip side of that, hmm. if you're not in Christ, right. you're condemned. Yeah. Or at least powerless. Or powerless. You, Maybe that's you, a better you're, word. You're, you're returned to being a, a victim of sin. Right, because you, we don't have the power, you know, and and, and you know, not just Paul said it; Jesus said it. Mm-hmm. John fifteen, abide in me. Right, you know, if, if we're going to live in that power of Christ, then we've got to abide in Him. Uh, otherwise, we're, I mean, we're we just can't do it. No, no, there's there's no way that that we we can do that at all. So that's one of the the verses that's that's on my route, Mount Rushmore uh is the fact that um we are n- under no condemnation. Yeah. in him. Yeah. Um let's see. I had some notes on on in Christ. Oh, what does it look like to be in Christ? And that was you can find that in Galatians 3:25 and 26. Let's go, let me go there. Because it is an actual description of what it looks like to be in Christ. Okay. Okay, it's in here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, you went too far. I went too far. Yeah. I've got to get a new, um, I've got to get a better Bible. This has got uh, too many versions. (laughs) I can't find anything. All right, three, uh, 25 and 26. Three. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. There's that phrase again. Mm-hmm. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all 
one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Wow. That's what in Christ looks like. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the things that I, I, I thought of when, when we was going through this. Uh, what was What is the description of in Christ? What does that look like? You know, I'm, I'm going to use a big word and say sanctification. That is a big uh, word. You know, I, I, that's really, if we're going to be in Christ, if we're abiding in him, then we're becoming more Christ-like, mm-hmm. which is the process of being sanctified. Right. And so it, it and it's it's painfully slow. It is not something that we're going to achieve in our lifetime, but we pursue it as though it is. Right. Yeah. That that no question. Uh, the other thing that I thought of was um, when we I was looking through this uh, when Jesus had the woman uh, that was called in adultery mm. in the act of adultery, and he was starting to write. Into yeah. the dirt and all that good stuff, and when they all left, and he says, "Woman, where's your, your accusers?" Right, and she said, "Well, there's no one here." Yeah, and he says, "Neither do I condemn you." Right, go and sin no more. Exactly, and that to me is the picture, the visual picture of what God does for us in a no condemnation setting. Yeah, that that is Romans chapter eight verse one. It is. Yeah. The, the condemnation is gone, and Jesus is not going to have his finger pointing us and saying, you know, I condemn you. Right. He's not our accuser. In fact, he's our benefactor. He, he is our benefactor, isn't he? Yeah. He's, uh, he's on our side. Yeah. Oh, well, this certainly ranks up there as one of my very favorite, favorite verses because of the fact of knowing the, the situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. As a, as a sinful creature, but if I'm in Christ, I'm no longer condemned. Yeah, and to me, there is nothing more refreshing than knowing the fact that I'm not condemned by Him. Yeah. I, I'm in Christ, and because God does not condemn Christ, if I'm in Christ, He can't condemn me. Right, that's true. So that's the comfort that I get from this verse, and and I think a lot of these. A lot of these verses that we'll look on Mount Rushmore are comfort verses, mm-hmm. and and it's the reason why uh, we've chosen them. So we are almost out of time. It, I can't believe it's gone that quickly, but I guess it has. It has gone that quickly. Yeah. So Romans uh, 8, chapter 1 is on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, next podcast, ne- next episode, uh, we get one of mine. We're going to get one of yours out of Romans. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and be sure and tell a friend.